They gave him a bat credit card? Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listeners, that's just a little taste of what you might be getting on (laughs) my other show. Yeah. I'm joined today by my effervescent co-host. Yeah. uh, Thank you. Roswell. That's me. Historic Esoterica. Roswell, how are you doing? Good. I'm happy to be here on the Doug zone for the first time. Um, and to see what this is all about. Do not fact check this. <laughs> Do uh, not. Don't you dare try and fact check this. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it's good to have you on. Uh, I destroyed the audio for the first free episode we uploaded. Uh, How did you do that? I'm not sure, but for okay. some reason, my audio track was not included in the file that I sent to Ian. Um, oh, no. And I could not recover it. So wow. I was joined by, I do, I did, because I feel so guilty about this. I did want to just shout them out top of the episode. I was joined by, uh, my, my beloved partner, Izzy, uh, at Izzy, GH Izzy on all social media and Bub Squat at Bub Squat on Twitter. Oh, uh, both of them. Yeah. Both of them were a great hang, but unfortunately there was an, uh, there was an hour and two minutes of them sitting silently and reacting to things I was saying <laughs> or responding to prompts that I was asking them <laughs> with no indication as to what it was. Yeah. I'm just imagining an hour into the silence and someone says, no, I haven't read program to kill. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Even funnier. It was, an hour, you know, there's the hour and then he goes, no, but I'm really thinking about it. Uh, which is... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, shout out to them. Yeah. But here Our we are. Our Patreon episode turned out fine. Uh, oh. So. I, as a Patreon subscriber, I'm going to plug your product here and oh, say thank you. that it is well worth the $3. Um, I've unsubscribed from every other Patreon just so I can keep supporting the Doug Zone. <laughs> I've unsubscribed from every other Patreon so I can... Well, actually, it's just the exact same amount of yeah. money. I'm only yeah. only the $3, but that other money's going elsewhere yeah exactly i'm trying to save up for a house <laughs> and the uh, the drill tweet where it's like he, tv subscriptions 50 dollars a month the luxury candles ten thousand dollars a month like, <laughs> yeah electric and someone help me my family is starving like that which is for patreon yes um, absolutely i derek has to that has to be a guy that exists that's like has almost no money but what he does have is going exclusively to podcasts yeah the guy that's that that is a i've thought about that kind of guy before yeah because like i feel like if you you know if you're making like decent money at a middle class job it's still a little sad to be a guy who subscribed to 17 different podcasts patreons absolutely Absolutely. but you know at least then you can also like go jet skiing with your family or something yeah right yeah and, you know, on the drive home while everyone's asleep, you can put your earbuds in and listen to Come Town. Yeah, exactly. You know, and just get a brief moment. You can just chuckle to yourself and go, yeah. honey, how about this one? Uh, <laughs> how about a business where you steal and resell vending machines? <laughs> what? Oh, no, no. I'm just listening to music. I came yeah. up with that one by myself. <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to sleep. She's like, yeah, yeah okay. I'm turning is, back towards the side of the car. That is the, the darkest part about listening to Come Town too much, though, is sometimes you come up with something you're like, did did I, did I hear this or did I come <laughs> yeah. up with this one? Because it's yeah. dumb enough I could believe it either way. Uh, I, I did that with a Coward Hour bit on accident. 
Oh, really? You know that when they were talking about um, Apocalypto and they were talking oh, yeah. about like the pyramid where like the guy's trying to cut out the heart, <laughs> yes. but like he's doing it wrong and it's like slipping around. <laughs> and like, at, you know, a half a year later after listening to that, I was watching a documentary on like uh, on the uh, Aztecs and I thought of like a uh, Mel Brooks style bit where he's like, it's his first day cutting out and there's like a line forming and he's, you know. He's pulling out like the he's wrong like order, like a pant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, I, this has um, never happened to me before. <laughs> I also like the idea of just recasting Mel Gibson in every Mel Brooks movie and vice versa. That's a good, um, oh man. Mel, Mel Brooks and what women want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or vice versa, Mel Gibson in Blazing Saddles. Very good. Well, it's, it's the exact same script, except not ironic this not, time. Around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's, he's like, give me the racist lines. <laughs> oh yeah, he he only he reads every line that has the N word in it, regardless <laughs> of what character it comes from. <laughs> it's just like dubbed over, like the character's mouth moves, and you just hear Mel Gibson shouting it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's taken specifically from one voicemail several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, release the Gibson cut. Uh, the, the only um, no, the only time I've like done that with a coward hour bit. It wasn't even a bit and actually it wasn't even that i like accidentally repeated it it was just that i lived unfortunately a brendan story uh yeah which nick then informed me of that fact on the doug zone on the episode he was on so we were as as the conversation occasionally does with nick oldershot turned to male circumcision um <laughs> and uh, you know i uh, i i mentioned you know just the the horror and betrayal that I experienced at like age eight of learning that I had been circumcised. And he was oh, like, Oh yeah, Matt, that's a barn dog experience. He had the same thing happen. I was like, Oh that's no. That's so funny. Uh, what a terrible thing to learn. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Cause like, I feel like that is a thing that all of us cirked boys go through <laughs> is that like you, you have a moment, you know, cause like first it's your bird. Like it always looks like that, yeah. right? You weren't really conscious when they did that horrible thing to you. Yeah. And but yeah, then that, that terrible crime, Frank, that, I can't think of a worse thing that has happened. Nothing bad. Nothing worse has ever happened in a hospital to anyone, <laughs> regardless of gender. Um, but specifically that crime, uh, I, you know, like when you're eight or something and you start to like, you know, like you look in the mirror and you're like, that's kind of weird, you know? <laughs> and then you find out what circumcision is and you're like, Oh, I thought just like this is what it was supposed to look like. Yeah, exactly. But I know. don't think I felt betrayed. Yeah, I think, I, think it, I trusted my parents enough to. I'm like, well, they probably knew what they were doing. And I think that that is what separates me just temperamentally from most people out there yeah. in the world. Is I have a very strong sense of honor about very specific things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but oh boy, will I fight for them? Uh, you gotta. <laughs> and that's you know, honestly, it's it's honorable. It's it's a good thing I think to to have a weirdly defined sense of honor that no one else shares uh no one quite knows where it begins or ends yeah i think that's that's what has always spoken to me so much about george costanza in seinfeld right this like character who is just a terrible person in every regard yeah but there's there's just these couple lines where he's like no no this is sacrosanct like i must fight (laughs) for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah George, he, honestly, I, I feel like he's one of the perfect television characters. He like speaks to the human. I feel like everybody can relate to George Costanza, which is a wild thing. Yeah, no, I think honestly, all four of like the core, the core people yeah. in Seinfeld really do. Just yeah, there's something okay. deeply human about all of them. 
Yeah. In very and that they're all ways. terrible. <laughs> they're all terrible people. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a great show. Yeah. Shout out to Elaine. I would treat her right, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I would just let her do whatever terrible things she was already doing. Yeah. Um, That's your version of treating any woman right. Is yeah, just I was like, say, as, as you <laughs> know, abused. famously, I have never let a woman do anything bad to me. You um, know. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny because you know we were talking about it earlier this week so the the um pennsylvania story has been on my mind yeah dude no i uh it's so good yeah everybody go back and listen to an episode that roswell listened to very closely i listened to Uh, i studied it um (laughs) i learned everything about it one that for better or for worse is part of the doug zone canon um man for better for or for worse it's a story that i know now and like have memorized so no so yeah i because so my friend group, one of the guys there was one of two people who was like live witnessing its occurrence. He wasn't there, but I was like updating him. Yeah. Uh, as as the situation just continued to spiral out of control. That's right. Uh, and so he knew the Pennsylvania story. We were now that I have returned to my university, uh, the group of friends that he has, I, I knew all of them, too. And he he hypes. He keeps hyping up the story. So. I had to tell the story, and I, I did. And much to uh, everybody's chagrin, it more than lived up to the hype. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it's so good, dude! I was yeah. you, you had me thinking about like my stories. I was trying to like think. I don't think I'll have anything ever that comes. I have too much of like a streak of self-preservation <laughs> and a weird sense of pride to like get into that that bad of a situation. But I definitely yeah, do I could take never have that happen, Matt. I have self-respect. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to say it. No, no, no. It's not that I have self-respect. It's just that I, I too, have a weird sense of honor that my mom gave me, which is like, <laughs> never show weakness. <laughs> no, I think that's that's a good instinct. It can be. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Yeah. In most circumstances. Until you're like in a two-year loving relationship and you're like, well, I don't want her to know I'm sad because then she'll think I'm weak. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, why don't you talk to me? Yeah, why don't you ever specific, tell me what's going on? There are very specific contexts in a relationship in which you should never show weakness. And unfortunately, yeah. oh boy, I was showing weakness all yeah, over absolutely. the place there. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you just got to take a hard L. Yeah. Um, My most recent L, I think it's pretty funny. It was more so in how he handled it because like in this day and age, like back in back in the day, I was like very, I was always very secretive and cagey about like mm-hmm. who I liked, and like even with my friends, like I would never tell anybody. Oh, even yeah. like when it was happening, so I'd be like dating a girl for two weeks. My friends like, "Are you a thing?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you figured it out." <laughs> Why should I have had to figure it out? Like, oh. <laughs> You're my friend. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. But I, as I've become older, I've kind of opened up more. So in my more recent um, exploits, like you know, we have a. Uh, a discord channel for like all of my boys like mm-hmm. some of my closest friends you know and we all update each other on life and stuff but i most recently asked out a girl uh i guess it's already been over a year ago which says something about me but i was like <laughs> uh, um i was hanging out with this girl it was going cool like we're, we're we're still friends but like we were friends at the time and uh we were hanging out a bunch so i was like oh you know i like her might as well just say like hey i've been enjoying our time you want to you know, hang out some more, like go on a date or whatever, you know, very casual, right. Very normal. Um, so I, you know, I set, send that off as a text and two hours go by. So immediately worrisome. Yeah. It's not uh, good. That's generally but, a bad sign. Yeah. But you know, I'm going to, I'm like, yeah, okay. 
no worries. We'll just treat it as a loss. And then I get a, a text from her that's like, oh, hey, sorry, I'm slammed at work, but I saw your text. I'm going to respond to it soon, Ooh. which is like, first off, you're responding to it. That is now. the death knell. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so a bad. terrible sign. Well, here's the thing, though, right? So towards the end of the night, she texts me and she's like, listen, like, I totally liked you, too. This was just out of the blue. Now, I just want to say totally like you, too. That, that's what she led with. Like, I like you back. Okay. Good news. I'm into you. <laughs> but she's like, it, I just want to like this is like kind of coming out of nowhere for me. I'm like in a weird spot. I just want to think, go to sleep, think on it, go to bed, think on it and wake up and tell you. Which already I'm like, oh no! So like we the you know the group chats pop. No, up. you can't think about this. You need to tell me now. if you think about yeah. it, you'll realize. Yeah. You'll, re- you'll realize. The- yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was saying to my guys. You'll realize the mistake you're making. Um, and unfortunately, that's what happened. But like, I need to it, deceive you. It, <laughs> it was funny because that was one of those moments where like I send the text, I send a little screenshot of what I said to my guys, and like what she said back and like it's like running commentary and like the discord's moving so fast i can't keep up there's yeah. five guys in this discord yeah. you know comments are just flying they're like what did she do? <laughs> they were all analyzing like the wording and stuff and then so the next day comes up and she's like oh, yeah i'm just like not ready i'm like trying to focus on my you know whatever you know trying to focus on my career blah 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 and i'm like oh okay and i so i sent her a text back that said like oh yeah no worries haha but um i photoshopped it onto that um comic panel of bane breaking batman's back <laughs> <laughs> so that one i think you actually sent me this picture. did i send that to you I yeah think you might have that, that was, was a, <laughs> it was tough that was a tough because like you look at the like oh like what she said and then like the the haha that is so not a haha oh yeah no you sent a haha like that i uh the, the picture i thought of was i think i sent it to you a while ago that picture yeah. of like the werewolf in his room like tearing his shirt open Um, (laughs) yes exactly yeah it was definitely that moment what's that like wojack where it's like he's wearing the mask of the smiling guy but he's crying behind it that's what the (laughs) oh yeah no worries haha totally cool we can keep being friends but it's like no that was a tough one i think my favorite of those wojack ones is the one where he's wearing uh masks and they're each the different colors of the political compass and they just go off the screen he's like i am under so many layers of irony i no longer remember who i am i need help Word. <laughs> so true yeah i've dude i've been getting like de-ironied recently because as we were talking about earlier i'm like i'm more offline than i've been in a good long while yeah i'm almost never on twitter which i think yeah. has really helped me yeah um, definitely it is a little disappointing because I do occasionally I will like scroll back through my alt and go like, ooh, we're cooking with gas on this. <laughs> yeah, one. like it, those days where I would tweet like seven times in two minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, which objectively terrible. Sign. Bad for you. It's no, really bad. So right? worrisome, especially in the like, moment. Yeah, I could have been like sitting in front of a microwave, just like soaking in the radiation for like two days straight. And I think it would have been better for me than like it whatever inspired me to tweet that many times but sometimes yeah it's Uh, nice because like you go back through especially like with an alt twitter you go back through and you're like wow the artistry you know like i really figured something out here mm -hmm. but also like if you remember like if you do a little bit of thought and remember what was happening when you were like tweeting those things you go oh i was in distress oh yeah i took a really i took a really blurry picture of my uh my stainless steel walmart machete a couple days ago and i'm trying to figure out a good caption for it um where well where are you posting it well the the alt on twitter the alt okay okay then you can say 
all sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. I, hang on here. Let me. You can just like at a politician you don't like. <laughs> Look out. Look out. <laughs> I'll just say like, just thought you should know. Like I'm just... <laughs> here we go. This thing, it was $5 at Walmart. Wow. And it is, oh boy, it sure is a $5 at Walmart kind of thing. But yeah, um, but there is a power to just having a machete Ooh, at your disposal. It had a nice schlink off yeah. of it. Um, that is this is such a scary visual oh yeah i'm, can sorry, I ta- I'm just can brandishing I, I a weapon a- <laughs> mid-recording <laughs> can i take a screenshot of it for the doug zone discord yes absolutely okay, let me find the print screen button okay i think i got it i will send that to you <laughs> and because i am famously not in the doug zone discord yeah but i i took it i took it like out of the packaging and the like the steel was already like tarnished uh, oh like, no i was like this is Look, I was not planning to get a quality thing when I thought to myself, wouldn't it be funny to buy the $5 Walmart machete? Um, but still. But still. I genuinely so fear that like, if I used this thing to like slice an apple, the blade would somehow like break and impale my heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so funny imagining it just shattering against like a Granny Smith. Yeah. Like one of the, the, the Golden Delicious, the only apple yeah. that I think just is mush when it comes <laughs> off the tree. Like... <laughs> I hate the golden delicious apple. I'm just gonna it's put no my good. foot down on that one. Yeah. What's your favorite apple? Uh I love I love a pink lady. The gala apple. I bet really you do. Oh, yeah, yeah of course you love the means, gala but... apples. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you love the gala apples. The gala apples do. <laughs> it's boys' night. We gotta call each other gay or it doesn't <laughs> just you know. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, is your name I just realized this. Is your name on Zencaster Matt K Ultra sixty nine four twenty? Yeah, so I peek behind the curtain. If you do the free trial of the $49 a month plan on Zencaster, it gives you unlimited production hours, uh, and you don't have to pay for them. So every time I have to host a meeting, I just make a new account and do the free trial so I don't have to pay, like, the $2 production fee, which is... (laughs) I don't know what that says about me, but... (laughs) It, It says something. Yeah, but it certainly says something. But yeah. I think it's a stable investment. It does mean that Matt K Ultra has long been lost to the mists of time yeah. as like a viable username, though. So I've just been adding different strings of numbers to the various Matt K Ultras. Well, now I feel like, well, I'm, I feel blessed to have gotten four twenty sixty nine, but yeah. now I feel um, like a total rube for actually having paid for Zencaster for our podcast. <laughs> as you're like wait you're telling me this whole time i could have been creating a new email account every yeah. single week and which is so easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not at all roundabout and difficult process um what's well, yeah. i guess it isn't that roundabout and difficult it is just no. significantly more roundabout and difficult than paying like yeah two dollars a week to produce yeah. an hour and a half of podcasting uh yeah i don't know why but like this kind of goes along with your theme of like having weird honor about something, but producing our podcast, I'm like, yeah, it has to be quality. So I'm like paying for Zencaster. <laughs> I paid for that, you know, animation background for the YouTube. Video. I've put way too much money into Historica. Or it's like for the level of content that it is, no offense yeah. to us, but yeah, no, it's shouts low. Out you know. to us in fact, actually. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to us. In fact, and I, think I would the- say it's better than your average podcast, but it's like, it's Still certainly better than my average podcast. You are correct. <laughs> Fair. You got me there. <laughs> but I don't know. 
I've, I've put way too much money into that. But yeah, and that's I feel the, guilty because I have put not nearly enough no. money into it. Uh, but you didn't ask for this production value. That is very I true. just sort of did it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I'm I'm making the uh, the second draft of Historica Esoterica posters to hang up around. Oh, sick! Dude. My local city and school. I need to do that. Uh, I just need to like sneak onto the college nearest to me uh and just like put put some posters up that would be cool that would actually be a baller move uh the cool thing about a university like mine is that like they've shifted most of the announcements to an online platform so they still like have bulletin boards but no one uses them like there are three bulletin boards throughout the campus where the only thing on them for the last like two weeks has been the historica esoterica posters that i hit that i stuck up (laughs) that's so Um, cool excuse me gross t burp i apologize and then i found i figured out a way to like it you know like the the poster boards were like they have like a glass door in front of them that locks so you can't put things up there yeah Uh, yeah i I figured out because there's a couple of those just throughout town mostly used for like garden clubs right um oh no a lot of them i figured out ways to sort of like it not like jimmy the lock but sort of like uh yeah, this sounds really bad, but like pry the glass away a little bit, like, you know, not causing any permanent damage or anything, just enough that you can like slip a poster in there and stick some thumbtacks in it. Um, and one of those ones is still up there. There's a couple at the local post office. Uh, I've been, I've been to town. Uh, well, like, like I said, it's just cool because nobody reads them. So those posters will be up there forever. Uh, even if they are seen by only me as I go past them yeah. on my walks and smile quietly to myself. <laughs> I'm sure, just statistically, someone else is seeing those. And yeah. there's, based off the weird people who follow us on Instagram, yeah. there's got to be like one, you know? We love our Instagram followers. I love them. Many weird of them is are not deeply bad. weird. Uh, yeah, weird is not synonymous with bad. If it was, you and I would be in major trouble. Yeah, I ooh, there is a powerful vibe to the photo you got of me. I'm looking at Yeah, it isn't now. that great? Uh just the little Matt smirk. Yeah, the little Matt smirk with <laughs> yeah. blasphemous serial cleaner, hotline Miami, and Celeste. Uh, <laughs> on TV oh, in the Celeste, huh? <laughs> Interesting choice, Matt. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> got him. Or should I say got her? Who can say? Who can uh, say? <laughs> Certainly not you. I, I keep forgetting that that's like a joke that not everybody knows. I don't remember when, what the context was, but one of my coworkers at the grocery store just, I it must have been apropos of nothing. I don't think it was prompted by anything. It was just like, did you know that frogs can change their genders? Like if there's just a bunch of male frogs and no female frogs, some of them can just decide to become women. And I just like quietly went like, ah, oh, God, I wish that were me. And she gave me like a kind of quiet look. And I was like, I can't like explain like, well, the joke is that everybody thinks I'm trans. Like there's no No. way to come back from that one. So you just just got to look her dead in the eyes and say I'm trans. Yeah. I think I just sort of went like, I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, (laughs) Oh no. And funnily enough, did not address which one I was going off to, but I I left the area. That's good. That's very good. (laughs) That you should have done. I think I need to go to the bathroom and then very visibly walked into the women's bathroom. (laughs) I need to go to the bathroom and then I stop in front of them and just sort of like rub my chin yeah, for a few exactly. minutes. Like, hmm. You check your hand and in pen it's written male and you're like, oh, right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Ooh, good Lord. I'm glad we cleared that one up. <laughs> That's so funny. 
Well, yeah, that that is that is always tough when the mask slips around coworkers. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had that for a while because I work alone, but I can only imagine you are dropping some interesting tidbits about yourself. Oh, my favorite is like I would I had a coworker once walk up to me and just go like Matt, do you like believe in any conspiracy theories? Uh, which is terrible, terrible question to ask me. But I just sort of like smiled and I was like, well, what do you believe in? Uh, and she's like, oh, you know, like, I believe in, like, things like, uh, what was it? It was, it was so strange. It was like, a, it was like, well, I think it's interesting to, like, hear about how the moon landing was fake. But really, I'm more into, like, the, you know, like, what if air is, like, a drug and it's causing hallucinations and we'll never see the real world? I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I think that, I think that the Bush administration, like, <laughs> caused 9-11 so they could benefit from it as a mass yeah. ritual. Uh, and she goes, oh yeah and then made the terrible mistake of going like well what do you mean by that well it's funny you should ask Uh, (laughs) you're pulling out your notes (laughs) yeah well as you can see yeah i've just sort of concealed on my person a copy of program to kill of Uh, course you gotta have it yeah i've been actually i want you'll be happy with this but i've been pulling out your little bit of have you read program to kill by independent journalist dave mcgowan (laughs) i've said that to like maybe 10 different women at get togethers and parties and it always it gets a nervous laugh sometimes it gets a blank stare a lot of the times but then as i explain it i've been able to win some people over look and that's that's an important first step i think Uh, yes i was talking to a, a guy on instagram uh who mentioned the fact that he finally convinced his girlfriend to read program to kill uh, and I think his wording was, it will either be the thing that draws us closer together or the thing that finally pushes her away. Uh, which, <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, no, if you, that's, that's I think, an important part of the the vetting test for any potential sweeties is you got to oh, be yeah. like it. So it's going to put this one on the table right now. Yep. I need you to know. Uh, also, have you read Program to Kill yet? No. <laughs> or are you just like plugging it to, you're just I'm plugging just it to out, girls and parties? Because it's so fun. And then they ask me what it's about, and I give the vague recollection of things you've said about it on the Doug Zone. What's it about? Oh, interesting question. Yeah. Now, I'd rather focus on why you should Let me answer your it. question with another question. <laughs> what do you know about yeah. Henry Lee Lucas? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you I've know, also- for instance, that he was the only person pardoned by George H.W. Bush during his time as governor of Texas? <laughs> that's a little weird makes you yeah that's literally the only conclusion you can come to with all the information that with that book is just like huh kind of weird right yeah (laughs) a little suspicious huh (laughs) that's what i like about books like program to kill or like uh chaos right where it's yeah totally really all all you can do ultimately is just sort of like point out a lot of really really weird patterns definitely Uh, and then you know uh you can if you want, you can pull a mat and go like, and here's what's up with all of those. Or you can just go like, no, it's, it's pretty weird. Pretty uh, strange. Yeah. And then people are like, are you saying that this, you know, the CIA funneled drugs into America? And you're just like, you pull, you go full Jordan Peterson. You see, you're like, that's a hell of a thing to believe. <laughs> Why would you think I think that? <laughs> no, I, uh, I actually, I got in trouble. Um, <clears throat> my family, <clears throat> goodness, my family and I were, uh, out in California uh, in, I think, January. Uh, and I got into a full-on argument with my mom about whether or not uh, the CRA funneled drugs into uh, black communities in the 80s. Uh, I don't remember why, 
I felt so strongly about this. Actually, I do. It's because this was the moment. This was, I think, a day or two after I got the same on the autism test as Jillian and Skillshy. <laughs> so like I had a lot of thoughts percolating already. Uh, and as I was like following my mom inside reading from various like news articles about like the Reagan administration being complicit in this going like, hmm, interesting, look at this. Oh, that's not enough. Read this one. Uh, and I paused and like, well, maybe, maybe she was upset about me loudly discussing this outside while there was yeah. another family like 10 feet away from us. You being right to... was not the problem. Yeah, no, she was, I don't think she had any qualms with my sources. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. This is a total tangent, but I have um, Twitter up in another window, and I just saw another picture John Hinckley posted um, with he's his symbol. Wild, and yeah. <laughs> have you seen the picture of him? He's got that symbol he made. He's printed two of them out behind him, and he's taken a picture of himself in front of it with big sunglasses. And oh, it is. Lord, hang on. Let me just send it to you. It is so menacing. Um, it's wild that John Hinckley is like doing rune magic right now. I like, love that it is so much. Deeply upsetting. I love that he's in his OJ phase of Twitter. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like he's just the online. Most threatening things possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe um, that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll post the uh, the machete photo and just go like thinking of pulling and then like an at John Hinckley Jr. moment right now. If you feel me, uh, <laughs> you got to be careful. I got got and then, with like, Twitter. It, Two days later, I'll post like a SoundCloud link. I'll be like, what did you guys think? What I did, yeah, what did you think I meant? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, you know, I'm getting a band together. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, to, uh, who knows what the band will be doing. Yeah. I'm it's some sort a, of band. I'm gathering a band of brothers of sorts. Exactly. We're purchasing John Hinckley on guitar. Yeah. We got Charles Manson. We've got. <laughs> yeah, really, and then like yeah, then like Henry Lee Lucas playing bass. Yes, exactly. Who is that like metal guy who went to jail for killing his bandmate? Oh, like uh, Varg. You, I think it was Varg. Varg. Yeah, it was Varg. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's just racist on Twitter. Yeah, that's the funniest thing about Varg is that he just like sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's not even cool. Yeah, like, he's a racist Reddit atheist. You'd think that a oh, black metal God. guy who like killed his bandmate would at least would be, be cooler. Yeah. No. no, he's just lame. I think that's the thing about a lot of murderers is they're a little lamer than you'd expect. Yeah. You yeah. know? Wow. That kind of sucks. Or, and hear me out on this one, incredibly based. <laughs> and I think those are the only two categories. Now let's list there. off the killers you think were based. Who have we well, um, he didn't succeed, but John Hinckley in a certain moment was based, I think. Look, yeah, I mean, look, whether or not his family's connections to the Bushes yes. inspired him at all, I do think yeah. that the very act of... One thing that he did in particular in the yes. past was pretty cool. Regardless of what the intentions behind it were, pretty sick. Uh, yeah. Second, uh, the guy who got Lennon, John. Yeah, John. I was going to say, hang on yeah. now. Uh, the, I saw I saw a brief moment, like a brief flash in your face. And yeah, I, I, <laughs> I brandished the machete once more. Like, well, hang on now. I need to. Uh, no, no, no. But no, shouts out to Mark David Chapman. That's um, his name. Thank you. Yeah, for That's killing the, the first Reddit atheist. Yeah. Uh, um. Who's, let's see, who's another good murderer? <laughs> this is a weird bit, but who's another good murderer? Do hey, you have you know, any? Well, the guy who got McKinley, uh, as we discussed on our yeah. opening episode. I, honestly, I don't care much about McKinley. Um, either yeah. way, I can't say I've done much research into the man and his policies. Uh. That was just back in the or that was back in the era where anarchists were like doing things other than posting about how like evil the Soviet Union was, uh, which is very funny. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
anyway, no, I my favorite thing about him though is that as I was researching the assassination, this guy, the way he killed him, he straight up just put a handkerchief over the gun, like like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> I was just about to say that's so funny. He just that's took a, a clock and covered bit. it. Yeah, because McKinley was just standing in a crowd and lines of people were going and like shaking hands with him. That's uh, so funny. And he he just held the gun and put a cloth over it. And like this newspaper posted it with like the the deadly assassin's devilish scheme revealed. <laughs> it's devilish. He, he covered a gun with a napkin. But like, see, you have to remember this is like the 1800s, right? So that's like the first time somebody ever did that. So like no one had thought of that before. They're like, how ingenious you could cover the gun. Yeah, it's like wait, you, know you know what I mean? Hide and then yeah. shoot someone. What? <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like that book in the Bible or that uh, story in the book of Judges in the Bible about Ehud. Do you know this one? Right, hang on. I know that name. He's one of the judges of Israel, right? Okay. During that time period, you know, post Moses, pre David. Um, and things were really just going wild. They were, it was a buck wild time. They had no idea what those boys were doing. Um, but anyway, so, so Ehud's the judge. He's pretty sick, but they're getting, um, like put down by the Moabites, you know, they're getting oh, yeah. oppressed by the Moabites, you know, and specifically fat King Eglon. Now, that's what it says in the book. I'm not being body shaming here. Is Eglon the one who got stabbed and then the knife like disappears? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. Yeah. Also, I just realized I said that like Trump. Like, fat King Eglon. <laughs> King oh, Eglon. You... Disgusting. Disgusting. Very fat. And look, not being rude. That's just, that's what they all say. Everybody tells me this. Yeah. But we love Ehud, don't we, folks? He went in there and he got it. No. But no, so basically what Ehud does is he goes to pay tribute to Eglon, you know, like to bring him treasure and stuff. And But Ehud was left-handed. Um, so he strapped his sword onto his right side under uh-huh. his cloak. So when they checked him for weapons, they checked the other side because no, you know, yeah. back in the day, everyone's like, yeah, you're right-handed. That's the hand you use. So they pat him down on the right side, no sword. They're like, sick, go into the king's chambers. So he walks in and the king's like, what's up, bro? And he's like, I have a message from God. And then just <laughs> shanks him and the blade yes. goes into his intestinal tract. And then he just climbs out of the window. And it, the best detail of that story is King Eglon's like um, servants are like waiting outside, but they're like too nervous to go in because they're afraid he's in the bathroom. <laughs> they're like literally afraid he's in the privy. So like they were dawdling while Ehud escapes because they're like just didn't want to be awkward. That is <laughs> so want... funny. <laughs> it's really it's such a great detail. Um, I, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, the cool thing about growing up uh, Mormon is you like have all these other like exciting stories about like cool assassins in the middle of the yeah. night uh, and then you know there's also like some spiritual stuff and whatever but yeah. the best thing about the book of mormon is the battles uh and the the stories of things like that and one of the guys uh, you know one of the big old heroes of the book of mormon his name was tiankum and he was a guy was who uh, tiankum was the name <laughs> they all got wild names that's uh, cool yeah it's pretty sick yeah but it's described that he can like pierce the heart of an enemy from across the battlefield with a javelin cool. uh, which is a nice note uh, and then he just decides to stop playing fair one day when a general like kills his brother. So he just sneaks <laughs> into the camp in the middle of the night and like it chops the guy's head off. Uh, and <laughs> both sides are like, whoa, dude, like <laughs> you can do that. Hang on. That that's against the rules, though. It's um, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. They're like, wait a second. I hadn't wait. thought of that. <laughs> oh, wait. A- hang on. Hey, hold them. A new strategy has entered the playbook. <laughs> Yeah, Sun Tzu is just furiously scribbling. <laughs> yeah. There's another another point where like a king is like hiding in the mountains and some people are just like, hey, if you come down, we promise we won't kill you. And he comes down and they kill him. And everybody's like, wait, but they 
they promised. Hang on. Um, and truly, it was a simpler time. It would be so easy to be evil back then. You just need to invent the concept of lying, and then you're all set. Yeah, you just have to think about lying. But here's the thing, though. Like, Mormon, you're Christian, right? Yeah. So, I mean, lying is like the beginning of the book. That's like three chapters in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they should have known by that. Yeah, exactly. By then. Well, he's not yeah. a snake, so clearly things are doing okay. Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, listen, only snakes can lie, obviously. <laughs> only snakes and women are Yeah, snakes, of lying. women, and I guess... Uh, <laughs> or, yeah, No, younger brothers. Oh, right, yeah, younger brothers. Yeah, to get that inheritance. Yeah. That sweet, um, sweet inheritance. <laughs> Just, I don't know what, you know, what a jerk. That's my take. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a jerk. Jacob, you're out. <laughs> I, saying what a jerk that's actually a i think it's a norm mcdonald bit uh, you know, yeah, yeah what a jerk yeah but it's, I, it's so good it's a it's such a great the one i've been thinking about was actually one you did when we were talking about alistair crowley and you were like alistair crowley sucks and, and you were like yeah take a hike oh, and yeah. like <laughs> obviously that applies to alistair crowley more but i've just been in my mind saying take a hike to people so much in that voice yeah no very good like, that's it's just it's a really funny thing to do like that like yeah not mean enough to really count kind of insult yes. to someone <laughs> but not still really. Really. go fly a kite bucko <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's matt you're good. addressing the leader of isis i'm like yeah i know uh, <laughs> i'm voicing my mild yeah. disapproval yeah exactly well i mean he has some things he needs to work on and we can all agree on that <laughs> i love talking about like a leader of isis the same way that like liberals talked about joe biden it's like yeah we have to side with the lesser of two evils obviously i don't like all of his policy proposals yeah. but what's the alternative <laughs> well, the united states yeah <laughs> here's the thing though are you wrong no no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah or like watching like the uh doing the thing that i think this is also a coward hour thing but this i think is more just a yeah mentally ill person online thing but like watching the isis recruiting videos and they're like wow there's some cinematography up there. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad but there used to be this awesome i think it was the official version of like the isis theme song it was like a dubstep it was like half yes. dubstep half arabic and i used to listen to it all the time in like 2017 and like as a bit like tell my friends moms it was my favorite song <laughs> but here's the thing it went hard I yeah. need to go back and find it, but it's like, and there's just like a <laughs> thick, like yeah, Skrillex it's... style beat behind this, like beautiful Arabic singing. No, it's, I mean, um, it's like my, yeah. uh, my favorite bit. It was a joke. I would pull on my, one of my brothers specifically, but I would just add Charles Manson songs to the playlist that I That's had in good. the car. <laughs> That's really uh, good. He would, the thing is he liked that style of music, right? That like yeah. kind of rambly sixties folk music. Yeah. So every time it came on, I'd be like, this is really good. Who's it by? Like by the end, I didn't even have to tell him. I just sort of like turned towards him and smile evilly, and he'd realize, like, "No, no, you can't keep doing this." <laughs> That's so funny. I want to start doing is... that to people, but with R. Kelly songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem is, I just kept forgetting to like take them off the playlist. So yeah. now sometimes I'll like be on a long drive, and then like "Invisible Tears" starts playing. I'm like, "Well, that rocks." I'm on the highway, so I can't like pick up my phone and change the song. So I guess, I guess I'm just listening to a Charles Manson song, yeah, unironic. Just a fan of him, yeah. I yeah I've been listening to a lot of 
Credence Clearwater Revival and Phil Ox recently. Yes. So like, just you know, I'm doing eye emojis as like I pass, as I drive you know sixty across the highway to go see a mountain. Yeah, just like listening but, to the uh, the SJ required listening playlist. Yes, absolutely. That's one of the uh, ones that I can take credit for. I I knew Phil Oaks before they covered him. I knew um, of him, but yeah. I never listened to him. I here's my thing. My like my combination of like curmudgeonly uh, just being a sort of the person I am. Uh, I think my combination of like that level of contrarian. Yeah, I don't know what. It, what you would say there uh yeah with the fact that everybody loved bob dylan meant that i learned a lot about like other folk singers from that time period <laughs> so I just could, to like, be a jerk yeah so i could say that i liked them more than him that's uh, really funny i do i think dylan kind of sucks he's got a couple good ones but oh really see yeah, i just started cool. listening to dylan maybe two months ago and i like a lot of his stuff i think he's a really good songwriter sometimes yeah, well, that's the thing. I I like a lot of his song his songwriting. I just wow, I can't get past that voice. Um, you don't like his voice? Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Why I said that like it's a surprise. It's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it personally, but I could I understand. Yeah, and I I also think like you know the fact that he really didn't use his platform at all for like politics is something I sort of don't respect woke matt yet again yeah well you know but like it's (laughs) folk music and the moment he gets popular he's like well and never again now all of my songs will be about being a traveling man on the road yeah well but i mean that's because you know who got to him right same people trying to get kanye yeah (laughs) and i won't say who those people are (laughs) but kanye very explicitly will (laughs) did you see that what he said to puff yeah where he's like a specific gr- you know what group he said right yeah yeah okay the, cool it was pretty rough it was uh, a little rough. it was one of the few times i've looked at a kanye thing and been like Ugh. <laughs> yeah probably shouldn't have posted that yeah dasha from red scare commented on that one um, Oh, really yeah she just commented kanye no which is <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good a really funny post for her to choose to comment i know well. yeah Considering um, she's like a racist Russian like scumbag. Damn, how in love with the Red Scare girls are we though? Like we are clear. so. And let's just make a hard pivot into simping for the Red Scare I just, girls. I want to be clear to both Dasha and Anna. You have an open invite onto the podcast. Yes, I don't care if Ian is free. I will kick them off the recording so I can yeah. talk to you specifically and invite me on. I'll invite Roswell. Yeah, it'll be a double date. You'll invite who on? <laughs> oh no, uh, I'll invite Roswell on. I'm I'm so sorry. Okay. Let me uh, remember 4240. that. 4240. <laughs> so I can go through and mute it. Yes, uh, thank you. But yes, you, we, we will We will both attempt to woo the... I, honestly, no, I'm not going to say that. That's way, that's way too uh, horny for this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... I, I just really think they're cute, even if they're scary. Look, sometimes the most attractive woman... Uh, and the most attractive thing a woman can be is a racist drug addict. Uh, and <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, n- honestly, I was looking uh, I was looking to contradict you on that one, but I totally agree. There is something about like the modern female scumbag that is just like so amazing. I, I think it's like the same thing as like the like 1800, early 1900s, like cigarette smoking, like French writer. 
Oh yeah. You know, like there's a it's like that guy sucks, right? Yeah. But like everyone's like, ooh, he's so mysterious. And I think the 2020s cigarette smoking, ketamine doing, eternally online racist girl who's going through her Catholic arc is that. But uh, to me. Yeah. Does that make any sense? To Catholicism is just still one of oh. my favorite developments from that. So world. good. Absolutely wonderful. Oh, how much do we love Dasha, folks? Yeah, Dasha's great. Uh, <laughs> look, Scary 61st was pretty good. I will give her credit. What's that? Uh, that's that's the movie she made about like Epstein. Um, Ooh, it's, it's good. Well, if she's on and asking, oh, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> OK, no, I actually I, I think it was panned in part because all of the critics who saw it wanted to dislike it. Um, Fair. And it's definitely not like masterful, but it is pretty good. Sure. What was it called again? Uh, the Scary of 61st. That's a good name for a movie. Yeah, I hate that I just had that one just in the chamber ready to go. But Yeah, you did. Wow. Oh, yeah, there she is. Oh, she made it. She wrote it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Directed it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, that was... This has been discussion of Red Scare. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's now pivot into something. Wait, no, but before oh. we end our discussion, we have to, you have to choose between the two. Oh, it is Dasha. Absolutely. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, I was going to go Anna. Perfect. Yeah. So, so we went. It's perfect. So these two, well, look, I, Dasha's boyfriend, I think, is named Matt and like 10 years younger than her. So I'm just saying, I've got it's a chance. It's possible. It's yeah. possible. Now I just need to worry about. My loving partner, who I am in a relationship with now. Mm-hmm. But once we deal with that, small mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> I don't like how you held the machete up to the camera as you said that, Matt. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, let's say this. How much do we love Izzy? How great is Izzy? How great is Izzy? Izzy yeah. is awesome. Look, it's not Izzy's audio that went wrong on this episode. That's right. It was, it was mine. It was yours. And that says something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it says, but. I don't either, but it, I think says, it says something. something. I I'm think thinking, that was a prophetic sign from God or the wheel, yeah, depending on who either you are, you know, depending on your your respective. Uh... Matt, what are your spiritual beliefs? Oh, you know, what an interesting question. <laughs> I'm going to answer that one with a question. How do you feel about <laughs> Marxist theory? Uh... <laughs> I'm coming around. Oh, there we go. Well, yeah. Funny. That answer applies to me as well. Uh, we will just... <laughs> <laughs> I love how this is such a different um, like vibe to our other podcast because on our other podcast i feel like you're the one who's more contentious yeah like i'm usually kind of steering it along it along and you're like pestering me yeah but it's nice that i can corner you now that i'm in your domain yeah <laughs> i can be the thorn in your side it feels yeah. good yeah you know my bugbears the the things i'm like well we'll save that one for the uh the not comedy <laughs> podcast exactly uh, yeah. i like the, the energy of this one i think Actually, hang on. I can't even say that. As, I was going to say that it feels like we're both like sitting across from each other at a table. Just each of us like has a gun under the table pointed at the other. <laughs> and then I remembered that like five minutes in, I brandished a weapon. <laughs> I know. I need to get a weapon. I have a small lighter. Yeah, well, look, which I could you, use to ignite you. Well, look, if you have $5 and a Walmart near you, you may be able to get the $5 Walmart. <laughs> I may. Now, I'm not going to say whether or not I do have a Walmart near me because you've already dropped vital information about me on this podcast. I don't I don't want to help them narrow it down, you know? <laughs> that is very funny. You seeing a Walmart. Like, wait, okay, so there's a Walmart near him. He lives in, you know, I type it into Google, 
the United States. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're narrowing it down, folks. We're narrowing it down. We know his first name and that there's a Walmart near him. <laughs> but, you know, what do you yeah, This will do? be the first ever Doug Zone episode that I edit, uh, which is say That's I incredible. Cut out that, that half second. Well, um, if it's any consolation, Matt, it's completely your fault. <laughs> yeah, it has no, nothing to do it with is. me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, no, that's what I've always said is I will never edit out things that our guests say uh, for better or for worse. The things yeah. you say are enshrined in the rock of eternity. Absolutely. Uh, much and like I appreciate Elvis. that. Uh, but. Okay. What does that mean? Have you not seen Elvis yet? No. Oh, you got to see Elvis. I have to. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll, okay. maybe that'll be our next movie episode for historic. <laughs> does it relate with any of the themes of our podcast? You may be surprised. Uh yeah, are you just saying that to get me to watch Elvis? I mean, the movie doesn't, but Elvis's life, oh boy, yeah. Well, that's like, true. Didn't by he the end of his like life, a... he had like seven guns on him at like all times. Like he yeah. went insane. Didn't he also uh, like give a golden gun to the president? Yeah, he gave a golden gun to Richard Nixon, who Pretty in sick. turn made him a DEA agent. Uh, <laughs> because Elvis just like hated hippies in the end of his life. Uh, and so he Interesting. Just, like, he had a he was a DEA agent, so he could like technically arrest them, and he would just like cart hippies off to prison for having weed on them. Uh, what that, a guy! That I don't want to say that rocks. I'm half remembering this, but I am almost certain this happened. That because uh, it's it's it, you know it's not cool. Cops being a cop sucks, but like it's almost kind of cool <laughs> to just Elvis, when Elvis met Nixon. The story behind the gun, the badge, and the movie. I ooh. The story behind the gun, the badge in the movie, I really hope that one day that's that's what people will say about. Me. Yeah, the gun, uh, the badge in the movie. Oh, yeah. I was laughing at when Elvis met Nixon as like a when Harry met Sally style movie. <laughs> this picture really does go hard, though. Hang on. I'm just going to I'm going yeah, to send that you. over to me. I um, could Google it, but I'm not going to. Well, now you have. Oh, it wow. It's I love how. They're both in top form here. I've got to say. Yeah, honestly, he looks pretty good. I was imagining like, because the way people always describe seventies Elvis is just like a horrifying slob. He looks. Yeah, he good really. Here. I mean, at the end of his life, he did not look good. I think he was. Yeah. Let's look at how how much did Elvis weigh when he died. We're gonna do some fat shaming on this podcast. Y well, <laughs> you're gonna do some fat shaming on this podcast, and I may or may not laugh. Okay, wait. How much did Elvis weigh in his twenties? No, that's not what I want to know. Why would I need to know that when he died? Catch me picking, I think, three different. Elvis endures as icon and cautionary tale is the top <laughs> result that I got. <laughs> okay, he weighed 350 pounds at the time of his death. That's um, tough. Which I, yeah, that's, that's not good. Um, that's three of me. Yeah, if you, if you weigh 187 pounds more than you did when you were 38 at age 42... Something it's probably happened. not a great sign. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, shout out to Elvis, a movie that shout we will be Elvis. covering for Historic Esoterica <laughs> no. in the we'll near see. future. <laughs> we'll see. So I can discuss The Rock of Eternity with you. Uh, We've been doing a lot of your picks on that podcast. Look, I feel very Yellow guilty. King, Aleister Crowley. <laughs> look, oh, oops. Spoiler Spoilers. Spoilers mm -hmm. for Aleister yeah. Crowley. Have, yeah. you, have you done any research on him yet? No. No. I need to. No, Sorry. Okay. I'm leading for that episode, so it's all right. Yeah, um, I, I I was planning on tomorrow doing my yeah. research, but <laughs> I think how shame shameful you felt there. I, I mean, did feel bad. Research, and you're like, no. Uh, 
But I mean, technically, we're not going to be recording until next week, right? Yeah, I think we record we got, next week. We got time. We got Look time. behind the curtain at the incredibly pro- at my professional podcast, the one that we. <laughs> it's pretty professional. Yeah. No, I actually I haven't done much research on him either because I just know a lot about you him know already. a lot about him. I'm so interesting. It'll be more. Well, I don't want to organizing things. I don't want to talk shop on, on the air, so I'll pick your brain about that afterwards. But yeah, naturally. But hey, if you're listening to this and you like the dynamic that you're hearing here, you maybe you're like, I wish this was worse. Yeah, well, I wish this was like less energetic. I mean, no, That's what I meant. Um, yeah, better. Less energetic, but more well-researched. Yeah. And maybe more succinct. <laughs> um, then go listen to our other podcast, Historica Esoterica. Yeah, like, I wish if you listen to this and you think, wow, Matt just made a baseless claim with no research attached to it. <laughs> if, you, if you listen to that and you go, I want Matt to make baseless claims, just extrapolate on the barest minimum of evidence. Well, have I got a show for you. We literally did that with the last episode where we're like, oh, his dad married a girl when he was 27 and she was 12. And we both went, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, well, and then... I think that the claim we were making there was quite backed up by research. Which no, that today. was, but Ooh, I love how like... It's just not at all relevant to what we were talking about, but we're both like, you know what this means. <laughs> yeah, we've got to put this one out there. Yeah, we've got um, to put this one out there. That is, that's a bit that I've been thinking about for a little while. It's like a nervous guy, like his first eyes wide shut party, who's like dismembering a child off in the corner, like while the rest of the party's going on elsewhere. And he's just there like, oh, I just, I hope they like invite me over there. Uh, like, you know, like you're, you're drinking blood from a bowl yeah. off on your own he's uh, like i don't know if like i don't want to just like walk over there that might be like too strong but like yeah, i'm it's hoping Bill that, clinton like i can't like just walk up to him and yeah, say hi be weird like you just got to treat him like a normal guy because that's what he is that's like bill clinton's just like draining the blood from a child <laughs> yeah he's just like, a normal guy like the rest of us yeah jeffrey epstein like rolls over with like an open bathrobe wearing like an owl mask and he's like <laughs> yo <laughs> bill how you doing how you doing yeah, Bill, Did you get those Sumerian tablets? <laughs> Bill, in parentheses, Gates, how are you? And he's Ooh. like, oh, well, you know, I'm just struggling to fit in a little bit still. And he's like, well, you know. <laughs> go talk to Tom Hanks. He'll yeah, he'll straighten you right Tom up. Hanks. Dude, I pulled a U the other day because um, someone said so- – I was in a wonderful group full of normal, nice people. No. And someone said something about Tom Hanks and how he was just like a sweet old guy. And I, without missing a beat – Turn and said, "Like, yeah, you know, he's a pedophile, right?" <laughs> um, just a totally oh. baseless claim because I forgot that that was like a bit, sort yeah, of like from Cowardell, yeah. with like no evidence to yeah, back. No it up. real evidence attached to it. And somebody was like, "Really? Like, what do he do?" And and then I realized that, like, as soon as they asked that, and I was like, "Oh, you just got to look it up." <laughs> <laughs> That's the it was coolest bad. possible response. <laughs> Like doing like the thing that like woke people on Twitter will do when someone goes like, "What's social justice?" And you respond, "It's not my job to educate." Yeah, you. Like, it's not my job to educate you on the many crimes of Tom Hanks and perhaps Patton Oswalt. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I I've been better about that with Tom Hanks. Steven Spielberg, I will like talk about the Dome of Silence. Yes, people, that's still sus and um, like like his getaway motorcycle. Yeah, and like that essay Crispin Glover wrote, and also just yeah. like. If you go back through Steven Spielberg movies, they're good, but there is a weird fixation on like childhood. Like there is a weird, yeah, like yeah, little boys. They feature heavily. Yeah, and look, yeah. we can all make one movie about the wonders of childhood whimsy. Yeah, some of us, I think, could make two or three. 
But if you've made like seven movies where it's all like, wow, wasn't being seven the best time of your life? Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to start raising my eyebrows at you. Exactly. And the government is bad and they want to take the alien from you until they find out he's a nice guy and then they're (laughs) actually really cool with it. Yeah. Which, to be clear, the government is faking alien landings. That's that's yes. the thing that's going on. That's if the real thing. Aliens landing about. in backyards yeah. and interacting with children. Um, yeah, that's not an alien. That's Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton in the ET costume yeah. is really funny. Oh my god! Give I me some Reese's pieces. Uh, I want a phone home. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> now I'm just imagining the Amblin logo, but it's Bill Clinton's silhouette instead in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> that is real dumb. <laughs> yeah. And yet, it's so good. It's really good. <laughs> I will say, my final thing about like Steven Spielberg is like <laughs> when his daughter like started to do porn, didn't she like release a statement where she was like, and this has nothing to do with being abused as a child? It's like, what are you? She did, according to Coward Hour, oh, which I did not no. fact check. Okay, that's a Coward yeah. Hour. No, that's so, the other problem with things about Steven Spielberg in particular. Most of it is things that I learned on Coward yes, Hour. Exactly. Like the Dome of Silence. Actually, I Coward. looked up the Dome of Silence. So that's real. Uh, yeah, I well, I don't remember if it's real or not. I remember oh. typing Steven Spielberg Dome of Silence <laughs> <Okay>. into Google. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just don't remember any of the results. <laughs> I will say the 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 one thing that is super I don't even want to know if it's sus, I don't even want to say if it's sus or not, but it's ominous is the poster in Poltergeist. Oh yeah. And its correlation with uh that little girl's death. Yeah, that one's really weird. For the folks at home. There in the movie Poltergeist, there's a poster for it's like the Super Bowl, but it's uh, it was like seven years after the movie would come out. Like it was just like yeah. a fake poster for the Super Bowl, and like it was saying that like it was on the day on a certain day, and that day years later was when the little girl actress from Poltergeist died. Right? Yeah. Did, under did I get that right? Pretty horrific circumstances. Pretty horrific and suspicious circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No things like that where I'm always like, okay, what are we doing there? You know, just yeah, like, well, folks, they're rubbing in our faces. You know, as they uh... yes, the elites, <laughs> <laughs> devil worshippers, devil worshippers. I can't do as good of a Jones as you can. Yeah, let's, you, you need to truly believe everything he says in order to, <laughs> I think, truly really tap into the Jones spirit. Yeah. Um, See, I can I can do um, Jordan Peterson, but only if I spend a couple minutes doing Kermit the Frog first. Well, that's the thing is they really are so they're similar close. you need to do you kermit like the frog but sound like you're about to cry and then yes exactly so you start with like a well, hello you, you truly you need to understand that masculinity is <laughs> under attack yes exactly yeah so you start out with like a oh, miss piggy yeah. oh miss piggy you know you start with that and then you go into like up yours woke moralists we'll see yeah. who cancels who and then you have to like fake a stroke and being brain dead or whatever yeah. for like a year yeah i like the idea of like doing a a Kermit impression, explicitly a Kermit impression, but like yeah. saying like uh like Jordan Peterson things where you're like, Oh, Miss Piggy, I think we should talk more about race and IQ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done so many Jordan Petersons, I can't even like do a Kermit anymore. Like yeah. I'm already like I'm already up there in the inflection. Mm. Yeah, you have to start with a mm. you like yeah. that, and then you do like mm. so imagine, if you will, the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we love the lobster, don't we? Look, natural hierarchies. They just form the best just comes out of it. <laughs> Half remembering a Jordan Peterson address. That's a that pretty good bit. Really powerful like, energy. Listen, Mickey Mouse, hate him. He's 
a classic trickster archetype. <laughs> Folks, he's the trickster archetype. What <laughs> <laughs> like an SJ pilled Trump is also really yeah. good. Where it's like, Ooh. look, what was Disney getting up to? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> The elites, Kenneth they Anger to... folk, they're hiring yeah. Kenneth Anger. Why does he like the puppets so much? What's going on there? What does he mean by I'm your puppet? <laughs> but listen, but really, folks, listen to the Eagles. We love the Eagles, though, don't we, folks? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit for me and you, and that's it. <laughs> it's Clearwater Revival. We love them much better than the Grateful Dead. I'm always saying this. Terrible people, folks. Listen, John Fogarty, Fogarty, bit of a blowhard. Tom Fogarty? <laughs> we love, but we love Tom, don't we, folks? Look, we love John, don't we, folks? Look, the people, he, he has some problems. I will admit this, you know, but uh, made some great music. Man, Back we in the suck day. at Trump impressions. Yeah, but no, you got to, it's, that's the thing is no one can it's, sound like him. No, but it's the pattern of speech. Yeah, I will say Shane Gillis's Trump impression is pretty good. Have you seen... Oh, his yeah. latest sketch. Yeah, no, his Trump impression's up there. There's a couple people I've heard do like a, a Trump impression that's really good. Everybody, I've sort of given up on trying to sound like him. I don't think you can. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's impossible. Yeah, you need you need to be born in New York where he was and grow up and have the exact life he did. Like, there's no way to speak like that naturally. Yeah. Um, and as long as you're not just going like, folks, uh, then I think you're it's, doing better yeah. than like SNL. I'm a big orange Cheeto. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, Alec Baldwin, why don't you go shoot a woman? All right, you're much better at that. <laughs> he's so awesome to, for like the two most notable things he's done lately in life is he <laughs> pretended to be Donald Trump and did the worst impression possible yeah. and then killed a woman on the set of a movie. <laughs> Listen, I'm not laughing that he killed a woman. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the, the that. <laughs> yes, but that's it feels really bad to laugh at that, but it is pretty wild. Yeah. yeah look, I, my, my mom got pretty mad at me because, like, the day it happened, she was like, you know, it's a terrible thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I hope that, like, they make rust, but the cinematography gets noticeably worse, like, halfway through the movie. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> she, yeah, especially saying it, like, the day of. She was like, Matt, come on. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That is pretty good. I uh, yeah. I was just laughing because like when that was going on, it was being documented, and they like they like doc not docs, but they like reported on the person who's supposed to be like the weapons like safety expert, and like they showed a picture of the girl, and I was just <laughs> like, of course, yeah, like, yeah which feels really bad, but it's yeah. like of course it's like a twenty three year old like nepotism blue hair pronouns girl yeah. <laughs> like that. It's just like, you know, she's posting infographs about like proper onset like behavior and then yeah. her actions led to the death of a woman. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's really cool because, yeah, she's absolutely like posting infographics where it's like the problematic history of actors unions. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, wait, I'm not supposed to load the gun? Yeah, wait, but so you... if there weren't real bullets, then then it wouldn't they be might... realistic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I will say, however, uh, Nicolas Cage. As oh. he frequently is, is on the right side of history, Always. which is to say, uh, a couple years prior, he had like walked off the set and refused to work with her, um, because similarly, like someone had like a live gun uh, on set, huh. and Nick Cage was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing that," and he basically just like walked off the movie and was like, "I'm not going back on that set until she is gone." Wow! Um, so, shout out to Nicholas Cage. Shout out to Nicholas Cage. Good lord, he's truly the best Coppola. Yeah, <laughs> I always forget that he's uh, he's a Coppola. I know, I do too. But 
He's he's great. He's, he's one of the good ones. He's one of those ones where like you watch a movie and it's like a fun gambling game because it's like yeah. will he be a good or b really bad? <laughs> will he be a really? good or b fantastic? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was watching for the first time. I watched. Oh shoot! What's the name of that movie? Uh, the one where he's a vampire. Oh, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss. Man, that movie either sucks or rocks, and I cannot tell. Oh, it rocks. As someone who has seen it <sighs> many times, yeah. let me tell you. It is just the choices, Matt. The choices that are being made are so wild. They are just but. spectacular. Start to finish, you do not know where that movie is going to go. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Until it, the very end. Yeah. This is sort of only tangentially related, but um, horror movies got me thinking of it. Have you seen that Smile movie? No, I. They have released that movie like three or four times now, haven't they? Yeah. I have seen trailers for this movie. I think since 2016. I don't know about that, but the marketing game has been pretty strong the last two months or so. No, yeah, because like I remember like years ago going like, oh, they smile and that's it. Wow, that looks dumb. Um, let's find out. Smile horror movies. <laughs> it's also. I think mm. the thing is just that like. It, it's an effective way to creep people out is just have someone like, yeah. Uh, and then like slightly stretch out yeah. their mouth. So it's probably just part of like a bunch of other marketing campaigns as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like or dare game. I think a movie had one, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Cause like for this one, they are having like people go on like national television, like and hiring them to like stand at like the bleachers of like football games and like make creepy smiles at the camera the entire time. That's actually like that, pretty tight. That kind of pretty rocks. sick. Yeah. Um, and so like people have been talking about this is the the reason I brought it up is because it's the first time I've heard like just out in the wild, like your everyday person talking about a movie that's releasing in theaters that isn't Marvel. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I'm like, I haven't like had this happen since like 2011. Yeah, um, I, I'm trying to think yeah. about like the last time I've seen something like if, that happen. It's been like five or six years for me, is, I think. And man, it's great that it's what looks to be the worst horror movie of the of the year. It's People are great. telling me it's great. I I don't I I can't believe it. But yeah, they're me telling neither. me it's great. But, yeah, I, I also I, am like super picky with movies. Like I'm a total art hoe when it comes to movies. I'm not even that picky, but I just like I don't know movies horror movies where the title is like their one word gimmick like yeah this just feels like unfriended to me you know where it's like ooh, what if what if a murder happened while you were on facebook yeah and then this one is just ooh, what if what if the man made a spooky smile at you <laughs> and then i think you die i'm not sure what happens ooh, from there uh no, then you spooky smile too. Ooh. Oh no, <laughs> spooky smile. Sorry, I was. I if just you think about it. A horror. If you think about it, a comedy podcast is just like smile because someone smiles and then and then you spread it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it is true. Or like an STD. Or like an STD. Well, maybe not. <laughs> no, I think on some level those things are comparable. Uh, podcasts fair. and diseases. Disease. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the death of art. Speaking of the death of art, I just got distracted while you were talking. And I'll leave you with this tidbit because okay. I know you're trying to wrap the show up. But can I read you a Kanye tweet that he tweeted 27 seconds ago? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We'll be reading this together. I just saw one particular phrase 
And I think it means this is going to be a wild tweet. So he posted a, posted a picture of a Forbes article that says Musk welcomes Kanye back to Twitter after he's blocked on Instagram <laughs> over apparent anti-Semitic remarks. And Kanye rep- replied to this, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going to DEFCON 3. DEFCON 3. <laughs> not DEFCON 3. Uh, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, all caps. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever posts your agenda. So, so that Kanye is, is like doing like black Israelite style posting. He's gone like, full ice cube or ice tea, whichever yeah, one it was. Ice tea, yeah. Ice tea. Um which is why it's making it really hard for me to stand him. Yeah, I hate that this is the first time, as we were discussing off mic prior, uh, this is like the first time we haven't been able to go like, no, this rocks when Kanye yeah. does something. It's like when he's misogynistic, incredibly based. When he's anti-Semitic. When he's interrupting women, oof. that's pretty good. When he's getting well, hey, on, when he's getting white on a, women. White women, yeah, exactly. Uh, to support black women. I'm just saying, exactly. you know, he was, when he was wearing a white lives matter tee to say that black lives matter was a scam that, um, come on, that's like kind of based, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Right. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, like the movement did eventually get corrupted, like, because yes, you know, the people who started it all like died under mysterious circumstances. Uh, mm. and then, you know, if a mm. politician is sharing your slogan, it means that things have gone downhill. But yes, absolutely. I also, you know, that's probably not the way I would have gone about making that point. Uh, no, but, <laughs> but it is kind of cool it's, in the yeah, worst way possible. It's very funny to see people like losing their minds over it online. Yeah. And then, like I said, my my all time favorite when he's getting on a four wheeler to escape the ambulance oh, that has been yes. called for him by his wife. Just <laughs> it's so good. When he's posting about how he's going DeathCon three on Jewish people. Yeah. It's no. DeathCon, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's DeathCon. Um, I just want to see what some of these responses are. All of the greats have had <laughs> their anti-Semitic moments, right? You know, we have Bobby Fischer. Now okay. we have Kanye West. Yeah, so there's two. Can you get me one more? Robert W. Chambers, I think. We didn't find any evidence of it. I wouldn't but... call him one of the goats, dude. That's a very good point. Okay, hang on. Hey, think of you know one. what? Jesus. And I won't I, elaborate further. No, I disagree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but uh, no, I... Uh, well, to if, God well, specifically. If you, would, if you would like to learn about Bobby Fischer... Oh yes, please. Oh boy, have we got a we got a, have we got a show for you, as they say at the yeah. beginning of Veggie Tales. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, You're a goofball. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's crazy. We're recording after midnight while while I a machete know. sits on my lap. Will do to my <laughs> my energy. Um, oh boy, yeah. I just ate a whole pizza while watching an Undertale playthrough. Oh yeah, so, so we're all really just going through it right in now. Our top shape, tip top shape. <laughs> um, but no, if you would like to listen to us discuss Bobby Fisher and possibly in the future Aleister Crowley, who knows? We do, but we won't tell you. Uh, then you can, <laughs> you can follow us over at uh, at Historic Esoterica. We are at Historic Esoterica on Instagram, mm-hmm. at Hist Esoteric on Twitter because they have arbitrary character limits in their usernames yes. as well, apparently. Uh, and you can also follow our show that this one, I mean, not our show, my show, the show that I own, uh, for now and do 
no work on when mm-hmm. Jillian isn't unavailable. Uh, Let's just say you, you're you're a founder and owner of D- the Doug Zone for now until you die under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. And I take over <laughs> Roswell joins and the show <laughs> suddenly goes in a much nicer. Yeah. Uh, suddenly it's like on the same level as Chapo Trap House. And it's <laughs> like, I just think you should vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Talk about a fall from grace. Ooh. Look, I'm just saying, you know, as no, I'm not going to just repeat subliminal jihad talking points, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> everything they said about the Pritzkers buying out Chapo is true. That's all I have to say on that matter. Uh, listen to subliminal <laughs> jihad, interrupting our plugs to plug a much more successful podcast. Listen to subliminal and you know what? Everybody. A better podcast. A better podcast is Terica and no the Doug Zone. I'm going to. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to put my. I just didn't want to shade the Doug Zone like that. No, look, it's not shade to say that. My favorite podcast is better than this one. Um, but, you know, subscribe to our Patreon and then theirs if you have an extra $5 after the $3 for us. Uh, and then, yeah, I, did I do the Doug Zones plugs? Who knows? Yep. We, this is this is the great thing about doing a podcast for this long is you just stop caring. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I know, whatever. I think I think you guys know. Uh, <laughs> Roswell, would you like to uh, would you like to give us any plugs for yourself? Um, No, just uh if you if you liked me, I hope you did. If not, that's fine. But if you did, follow me on Twitter at Detective Roswell. Only one L because Twitter has arbitrary character limits. And we're going to be going DEFCON 3 on Musk pretty soon about that. Um, ooh. Ooh. I think I know who this uh, this machete picture is going to. Let's test that's the limit right. of free speech. That's right. Um, um, and then also, yeah, just again, if you enjoyed us uh, and you want to hear us talk in a more directed fashion about spooky scary things follow us at historic esoterica i think it's a nice time yeah you can follow the instagram you can give us dms i always appreciate it when people tell me that they like the show it makes yeah. me smile me too. Um, shout out to the guy who told me that the doug zone was informative um <laughs> you know wrong look you're not right but i appreciate the support please please seek your news from elsewhere because i will just baselessly repeat things i heard on coward hour four years ago <laughs> as though they are gospel um I'll seek your information from historic esoterica yeah exactly my my good my yeah like i said my righteous podcast is historic esoterica exactly. you've listened to an episode of my evil podcast uh, and i'm going to draw my blade once more and that will be the end i think as uh that one was a little disappointing oh well uh Hail Doug or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>